Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. I am James, and I'm the genius running solo today. Chris is out again. This time uh, he's out, with, out at a wedding. Hopefully he has a fantastic time. Hopefully we get him back next week. These are much better to do when we're doing our Friday podcast where we're breaking down the games with two people. But that's not the case. You get me. Hopefully I can put you on the right place. Hopefully I can give you the right combination of players, give you my predictions of the games, all that and much more on today's podcast. Without further ado, I'm just going to jump right on into today's podcast. Let's start off today with the Chiefs and Broncos. They kicked off week seven. That's right. We're already into week seven. This season is moving along. The Chiefs coming in banged up. Plenty of pieces on both sides of the ball dinged up on that offense, on that defense. The Broncos coming off of two back-to-back dominating defensive wins. Looked like it was on. It was, it was there for the Broncos to to kind of get back in the AFC West hunt. That was not the case. The Kansas City Chiefs came in, absolutely dominated this Broncos offense. The defense that was Kansas City put up monster numbers. Nine sacks against a Broncos going up against a defense that maybe one of the worst defenses in the league. You cannot give up a nine sack game to one of the worst defenses. But kudos to the Chiefs. They came out. They showed that they're they're the real deal. And this was with some horrible news. If you're a Chiefs fan. If you're a Kansas City Chief, Patrick Mahomes going down with a knee injury. It was a dislocated kneecap. Doesn't sound good. Never want to have something like that happen to him. You saw his knee pop back in the socket. Uh, horrible. Looked like a gruesome injury. But from what early reports are talking about, sounds like it's not going to be a long-term injury. It's not going to be a significant amount of time missed. Personally, I don't see how that's possible. The way the knee, uh, the injury looked, the way his reaction was on the field, I just don't see how he comes back that quick. But these guys do it for a living. I'm no doctor. They're talking about maybe a three-week absence for Patrick Mahomes. If that is the case, I think this team can withstand with Matt Moore as the quarterback. If it is a long-term injury where we see him missing multiple and multiple games, more than three games, maybe the, the year, I mean – they say three weeks, but I think we definitely have to kind of keep in mind that this may be an injury that maybe maybe lingers throughout the year. So if, if Mahomes is forced to miss more than those three weeks, that can be kind of worrisome if you're a Chiefs fan. So I can see him kind of making a move, making a move. I, I thought maybe Marcus Mariota, you wouldn't have to change the offense. Yes, Mariota's not a great quarterback, but he's kind of a generic, a a, a bad version of Mahomes, the way he plays the game. Um, You wouldn't have to change the offense very much with uh, Marcus Mariota. And Mariota will be coming into a team that has talent all over the board. they got McCoy, they have Damian Williams, Tyreek Hill, Travis Carelsley, Demarcus Robinson. Plenty of talent on this offense that I think... Um, Marcus Mariota could be serviceable for this team if Mahomes is out for a significant amount of time. But if it's only those two to three weeks that we're going to see Mahomes down, I definitely think Matt Moore can kind of um, keep the team going. They do have a nice lead in the division. I don't see the Raiders. I don't see the Chargers. And definitely don't see the Broncos winning this division. So it looks like the division is is the Chiefs no matter what. So depending on how long Mahomes is out will likely uh, indicate what the Chiefs are going to do. Tough day for the Chiefs and really the NFL overall. Mahomes is a fun player to watch. You definitely don't want injuries to happen. But if he is out for a significant amount of time, I think it affects the entire league. I think it's just one of those players you don't want to see a player, anybody get hurt, especially one of the players like Mahomes who is one of the top-tier players in this league. 
If we look more into that game last night on the Chiefs' side of the ball, Tyreek Hill was bundled up pretty uh, for most of the game, had that long touchdown, three catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. I think this entire passing game without Mahomes is going to kind of take a hit. Um, depending, As I talked about, again, with, with Mahomes, depending on how long he's out, maybe you look at Travis Kelsey as a sell high. He really hasn't put up those monster numbers that were originally thought, originally thought he was going to have. Maybe you can get a, a, a nice combination for Travis Kelsey. But again, um, it, with Mahomes, Kelsey can always go off. It's definitely one of those things where I think um, I'm definitely only going to be selling Kelsey if I can get a ransom for him. I'm not going to be playing uh, trading Kelsey just to trade him. I definitely want to make my team better if I'm going to trade Kelsey, and I don't think that's a bad idea. If you have another tight end you can look at, you might be able to get a couple solid players to help your roster down the road as we get closer and closer to the fantasy playoffs. The ground game, it was uh, the all LaShawn McCoy uh, last night, 64 yards on 12 carries. But really, the, it, really, last night's game was strictly the Kansas City defense. The defense made the Broncos' offense look inept. Their offense didn't do anything. Nine sacks for the defense that came into the league, one of the worst in the league against the run, against the pass. Joe Flacco was a statue in the pocket, <clears throat> didn't get anything going, doesn't help when your offensive line can't, can't protect you. Phillip Lindsay was a no-show last night. Emmanuel Sanders had a decent game. Cortland Sutton had a decent game for PPR standards. But nothing really um, last night made, made anything jump out for the Broncos' side of the game. Overall, I think the only, the only part we can take out of last night's game was the injury to Patrick Mahomes and how dominant the Chiefs' defense was. Bad, bad game for Thursday night. These Thursday night games can be uh, snooze fest. Last night's was that. If you're not a Chiefs fan, last night's game was a horrible game to watch, especially if you're a Bronco fan like myself. On to the upcoming weekend of games, um, week seven. As I talked about, week seven's here, getting closer and closer to the halfway point. The season is well beyond, uh, well in the, in, in the play. We're, we know what teams are looking for. We know what teams are going to do on both sides of the ball. Let's start off with the Rams and the Atlanta Falcons, the 3-3 three and three Rams taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are struggling this year to get anything going on offense. They are putting up uh, yards. They're putting up points, but they're not getting wins. That's what the team wants to have, but when it comes to fantasy, we can care less about about the wins. We're looking at stats. We're looking at how players uh, ha- happen. And with uh, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's doing a great job this year, uh, putting up great numbers um, for the Atlanta Falcons. But he's always starting off slow. That's, that's something that, that we're not used to with Matt Ryan. We're, we're used to Matt Ryan kind of jumping out to big leads, kind of helping this offense. So Matt Ryan's taking a little time to get going. Julio Jones hasn't been himself this year, but I, th- I definitely think he's going to get going as well. The Rams do make a, a, a big trade splash, bringing in uh, Jalen Ramsey. Is that going to affect Julio Jones now that Ramsey's going to be likely lining up against Julio Jones? Because, oh, it just so happens the injury that he was having in Jacksonville obviously just went away when he becomes a Rams. So it sounds like he's going to be able to go this weekend. I like both sides of the game. I like both passing games for both sides of the ball. Um, I like Jared Goff and his pass catchers. If I'm picking between the three, I really like Brandon Cooks as a GPP option this week. I think this is a game that Cook can kind of get going um, and have a, one of those big, huge monster games where maybe he gets in the box with a couple long scores. I like the Rams over the Falcons this weekend in a fairly high-scoring game in Atlanta. Next up, we have the 0-5 Dolphins heading to Buffalo to take on the 4-1 Bills. Buffalo looks fantastic on offense, on defense, playing very well this year. They uh, took the New England Patriots down to the wire. That's their one loss that they had this year. Josh Allen. 
John Brown, uh, Cole Beasley, the passing game there in, in Buffalo's looked uh, looked very nice this 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 year. And the Miami Dolphins, we don't want to touch anything on the side of the ball. If Kenyon Drake gets moved to another team, I think he's definitely worth worth playing. But as a Dolphin, I definitely do not want to take uh, Kenyon Drake. This team is playing for the number one overall pick. I do not trust any parts of the Miami Dolphins. But as the Bills, I think Josh Allen has the ability to be the quarterback one this week. He has the matchup. He has the ability, and I think he's going to score three touchdowns. And I think one of those. At least one of those is going to come on the ground on a big run. That's my bold call. I think Josh Allen um, has at least three touchdowns, one of them coming on a long scramble touchdown run because this Miami Dolphins team is bad. I like all parts of the, Miami, of, of the Buffalo Bills. I think Devin Singletary, if we hear that he's going to start, he could be a fine option. He's been dinged up, missed the last couple of games with injury. He's a rookie coming to the year that I was very high on. And uh, once they moved to LaShawn McCoy, you kind of looked at they were maybe going to start looking more and more to him. But he's had that injury that he suffered this year. Um, but it sounds like he should be able to go this week. So definitely want to keep an ear out. If he is going to start, I think he is uh, well worth a start this, this week against a very bad Dolphins de- uh, defense. Give me the Buffalo Bills in a uh, big win over the Miami Dolphins at home. Next up, we have the 2-4 and four Jaguars heading to the 0-6 Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are fighting the Dolphins for that number one overall pick. Um, the offensive line is horrible. The offense isn't that great. The defense is not good. Jacksonville should be able to come into this game and kind of get going on both, side, on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Leonard Fournette, my top running back this week in uh, – um, in, in my rankings, I think he is in for a monster game. Um, yes, he had that big game against the Denver Broncos, but I think this is going to be a game that uh, that we see we see him kind of get in the box a few times this, this this week. The Bengals just rush defense is not very good. I also think that we can see Garden Minshew bounce back from a bad game last week. Um, I like both D.D. Westbrook and D.J. Shark this week. And I also do like the Jags' defense a little bit as well. If we look at the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Mixon, a player that I was all in this week, this year with, um, in, in season long, hasn't got anything done much this year. They're just not using them like they should. And again, this offensive line is pretty bad. Joe Mixon's having a hard time getting things going. I do think this is a game that he can kind of get going, especially if the, the Bengals are going to use him in the passing game. I do kind of like uh, Joe Mixon, um, especially in DFS, where we're going to see his uh, ownership drop down. I still think he has big playability. It's just a matter of uh, matchups, and I think the Jaguars are a decent matchup for him this week. As for the pass catchers, I think we can always start Tyler Boyd. Auden Tate's a, a decent um, GPP, PPR league uh, option. And Tyler Eifert, always good for uh, um, maybe getting in the end zone. We can always look at him, but he's definitely not safe. He's definitely a, a tight end. That's um, There's other options out there, but if you are looking for a, um, a, a tight end that can maybe get something going for you because maybe you're hurting at the position, this very thin position, we can definitely take a look at Tyler Eifert. Give me the Jaguars over the Bengals in a fairly high-scoring game between the two teams, in my opinion. Next up, we have the 4-2 Minnesota Vikings heading to the 2-2-1 Detroit Lions coming off of that horrible loss. The referees definitely uh, screwed over the Detroit Lions. Tough loss to see for the Lions from uh, where they looked like they were going to win the game and be in first place in the division. Now they're sitting in the basement of the division. Tough loss. Hope they can bounce back. We'll have to see against a very tough, stingy Minnesota Vikings defense. We've seen Kirk Cousins in the passing game get going the last couple weeks. It's, it's kind of one of those things where you start talking about wanting the ball. Adam Thielen got it a couple weeks ago. Last week it was Stephon Diggs. I think we get back to Dalvin Cook kind of running the ball, doing what he wants on offense, uh, on the ground, and doing very limited um, with the passing game, especially with the Detroit Lions having a decent pass defense, and they can kind of get beat on, on the ground. I think this is a Dalvin Cook game personally for the Minnesota Vikings. As for the Detroit Lions, 
I don't like a whole lot over there just because I think the Minnesota Vikings are a, a really good defense. If I'm picking one, I definitely do think Kerryon Johnson can have a decent game, and I definitely think uh, Kenny Galladay is a GPP type player. He's a player that can have a nice game even with the matchup. But again, going up against Xavier Rose for the Minnesota Vikings going to be a tough matchup for Galladay. He's on, uh, the passing game is a GPP only option for me, but I do like Kerryon Johnson a little bit with this as well. And I think you can play either one of the defenses this week in uh, your season longs if you need to. Give me the Minnesota Vikings in a low-scoring game over the Detroit Lions. Next up, we have the Oakland Raiders, 3-2 and two, at the Green Bay Packers. They were the benefits from that win last week against the Detroit Lions. They're sitting at 5-1. and one. Packers are always a tough team to beat on the road when you go to heading to Lambeau Field. It's going to be the same thing for me here. I'm not high on the Raiders' offense. Um, the Green Bay Packers have a bunch of injuries in the receiving core. It sounds like uh, Adams is not going to play this week, and we still do not know about Marquez Valen Scanling and Geronimo Allison. That's going to make Alan Lazard, the lizard, um, uh, possibly a, a decent play this week. We heard Aaron Rodgers kind of fighting for him to get in the game last week. We saw that long touchdown where it looked like he didn't get into the end zone. Maybe it should have got down at the one and didn't get the touchdown. But he did get the touchdown. A decent game for Alan Lizard. But a lot of that came on that one reception. This week, if they are going to have to look to him, we know that Aaron Rodgers does have uh, – uh, he, he does – respect uh, Lazard and he also uh, trusts him in the passing game, especially with him uh, fighting for him to get on the field as well. Sounds like Adams is getting closer and closer to returning, but he is going to miss this game. Um, so de- definitely want to be keeping an eye out for the wide receivers for the uh, Green Bay Packers. If Scanling or Allison are out there, you definitely are worth, worth rostering against the Raiders. As for the Raiders, I think the majority of them are just GPP plays for me in DFS. You can obviously go Josh Jacobs. You can go Derek Carr in GPPs. I'm not sold on any wide receivers, but I do love Darren Waller. He's showing that he is the real deal this year with the Oakland Raiders. Give me the Packers over the Raiders by a couple scores. Next up, we have the 4-2 Houston Texans against the 3-2 Indianapolis Colts. A nice little in-division game. A couple division rivals, two teams that kind of showed the, the league kind of how to beat Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to be a, a fun game to watch. I think it's going to be a very close game to watch. I like the Colts to beat the Houston Texans, and I think we can play anybody in all offensive weapons on this, on this team. We've seen T.Y. Hilton have big games against the Texans in, in, in years past. We've seen Deshaun Watson go absolutely bonkers the last couple of weeks. Um, we're, we're eventually going to see DeAndre Hopkins have one of those breakout games. This could very well be the week that we see Hopkins go absolutely nuts this week against the Indianapolis Colts de- uh, defense. But I think it is a game that we definitely want to look at the offensive passing game on both sides of the ball. As for the ground game, I do think Marlon Mack is also a, a nice play. The Houston Texans are not the same defense that we're used to seeing in the years past. This is a defense that can beat, uh, get beat both on the run and against the pass. And I think Marlon Mack is a nice option in both season-long and DFS. Give me the Colts in a very close game over the Texans on Sunday. Next up, we have Arizona at New York Giants. Arizona coming in with a 2-3-1 record. The Giants have a 2-4 record. Much better matchup for Daniel Jones. Last week it was a tough matchup going up against the New England Patriots. Never a good matchup for anybody, let alone a rookie quarterback. I think he bounces back nicely against a bad Arizona Cardinals defense. As for the Arizona Cardinals, I think Kyler Murray's in a, in a smash spot as well. We've seen him have big games. We're starting to see him start to turn in, uh, turn that that page and kind of become that player that we can re, that we can trust in fantasy on a weekly basis. This is no different. I think uh, Murray and Daniel Jones are in for big games, both of them. I slightly lean 
between Daniel Jones just because of the defense he's going to be going up against. But I obviously you can go with Kyler Murray or Daniel Jones in this game. David Johnson, I think Chase Edmonds, the backup for David Johnson, is a nice GPP play. We've seen him get uh, – have have a role even with David Johnson, with Johnson having the back and um, I think it's an ankle injury now. Sounds like he's a he's a, a questionable to play this week. So if he does miss, Chase Edmonds becomes a almost a, a must start in, in uh, fat, ca- DFS cash games. But even with David Johnson in the lineup, I think Edmonds is a fine GPP option. Sounds like Barkley and Evan Ingram will be back from their injury, or Saquon. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, where Sterling Shepard's going to be out again from a, for a concussion. Barkley and Ingram are in smash spots. We've seen what tight ends can do against the Arizona Cardinals. That's going to make Evan Ingram one of the top tight ends this week. Give me the Giants over the Arizona Cardinals in one of the highest scoring games of the weekend. Love both sides of this game. I'm going to have plenty of shares of both sides of the, uh, the teams here in Arizona and New York. Next up, we have the 5-0 and 49ers heading to the 1-5 and Washington Redskins. This is a mismatch. The 49ers should be able to get what they want against the Washington, Red- Washington Redskins. The 49ers can run the ball and run the ball plenty. Three-headed monster. If I'm picking between those three-headed monster, I definitely think it's Coleman, Breda, uh, followed up by Mostert. I like Tevin Coleman quite a bit this week. I think he's, gonna, he's in for a, a, a pretty big game against a bad Washington, de- Washington defense. As for the Redskins, I think um, the only player that we can really look at that kind of trust is Terry McLaurin, but I do not like the matchup against the 49ers' pass defense. 49ers have a good pass defense and have a pretty good defense overall, one of the better defenses in the league. I am not high on anybody on Washington, but um, if you must start somebody, I, I definitely think it's McLaurin. That's about the only option I'm looking at for this team. If you need a, uh, a running back, maybe you're hurting at running back, and we got a couple on a bye week, you can look at Chris Thompson because I think they, they are going to fall behind quick, and I think it's going to be much more of a Chris Thompson game than it is going to be Adrian Peterson. But I don't want to have any kind of part of the Washington Redskins against the 49ers if I don't have to because of that elite defense they have in San Fran. Give me the 49ers to improve the 6-0 and and dominate a Washington Redskins team in Week 7. Next up, we have the Chargers and Tennessee Titans. Both teams sitting at 2-4. and four. Both teams not very good on either side of the ball. Chargers have a lot of injuries. Tennessee starting a new quarterback. They bench Marcus Mariota. They're going to be going with Ryan Tannehill. I think you can play, you can play almost anybody on, on both sides of the ball. Um, but I prefer the Tennessee Titans, de- Tyson Titans defense. Um, obviously, people are going to want to start Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen. I don't think those matchups are as good as people may think they are. Um, we're looking at name value alone there. I think they're much more. Uh, I, I'd be much more inclined to play a Tennessee Titans defense. But if I have to pick between those teams, I definitely do think Henry Henry, Hunter Henry is my top target there um, for the Chargers just because of what the defense does in Tennessee. As for the Titans, I'm not really sold on anybody on their offense as well. You can play a Delaney Walker. You can play a um, Derrick Henry. That's about as far as I'm going to go. But I do love both the Chargers and the Titans defense this week in fantasy. Give me the Titans over the Chargers in a very low-scoring game this Sunday. Next up, we have the Saints and the Bears. The 5-1 Drew Breesless Saints taking on the 3-2 Chicago Bears. The Saints are showing that they are a legit team. Um, once they get Drew Brees back, they're going to be even better. The defense is playing well. Ground game is playing well. Passing game is playing well. All sides of the ball is playing well for the Saints. The Bears are struggling to get anything going. They're not the team that we saw last year. The defense is not what we saw last year. 
if we're looking at players here, sounds like Alvin Kamara is very iffy to go this weekend. Sounds like he had, there's a very legit possibility he can't go up this week. That's going to put Latavius Murray in, in, in the starting role. But I don't like Murray against a Bears defense that is good against a run. Michael Thomas is a nice play. And if you have to, you can go Allen Robinson. But remember, Allen Robinson is going to be uh, locked up against the uh, Saints' top corner. Um who's shut down a lot of big-name players this year. So be careful with Allen Robinson if you have to, but he definitely is probably going to be rostered because he has had a nice year. I love both defenses this week. I think this is going to be a much more of a defensive game than his offense. Give me the Bears over the Saints at home in a low-scoring, close game. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens and the Seattle Seahawks. Really good game. We're going to see the return of Earl Thomas to Seattle. I think this is a game. This is a fun game that we're going to see both offenses kind of have a have a middle of the road kind of offense. I think both defenses are a little better than people think they are. Obviously, you can play Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett. A lot of players you can play on both sides of the ball. But I think this is this is a game that we that we may see a little more of a defensive kind of slugfest in this game. Um, if I have to pick between the two, I definitely think the Seahawks are the better uh, better play for me personally, just because it's a home game. Give me the Seahawks over the Ravens in a close. Both teams getting in the low twenties this weekend. Next up, the Sunday night game, Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, a big-time rivalry game. I have the Cowboys coming out on top in a very close game, a game that can likely come down to a field goal late in the game. And I think both offenses are in for a decent spot. If I'm picking between the two, I like the Eagles' pass game a little better. And despite the Eagles having a dominant ground game, rush defense, I do like Ezekiel Elliott quite a bit this week. Um, so I, I, I like Carson Wentz, and I like Ezekiel Elliott, and I like a lot of parts from this offense. We're definitely going to have to keep an eye on um, uh, drawing a blank. Amari Cooper coming off that injury. Sounds like he's sounds like getting closer and closer to being able to play. We've seen wide receiver ones go absolutely nuts against the Philadelphia Eagles, put up huge numbers. If, um, if Cooper can go, I think it's going to be Cooper. If Cooper can't go, I absolutely love Michael Gallup in this spot. I, I'm going to be playing Michael Gallup no matter what. I think he's in for a big game. But if he is the number one option there for the Cowboys, I think he can go absolutely bonkers. But it sounds like Cooper is going to be closer to playing than not right now. Zach Ertz, I think Zach Ertz might be the best play in the game. I think he's in for a big game against the Cowboys who are, can struggle against covering tight ends. And I think we are in for a... a before we uh, sooner than later, we're going to see one of those huge Zach Ertz games. I think it can come on Sunday night. I have the Cowboys 20, 27 over the Eagles 24, maybe by a late last second field goal where the Cowboys win. And finally, we have the Patriots and the Jets. Patriots, obviously the best team in the league. Not many teams can 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 uh, hang with this team, and I don't th- I don't think the Jets can as well. I think it'll be close to start the game, but I think as as the game moves along, we're going to see Patriots pull ahead. Um, but I think we can play some players over on the Jets side of the ball. Yes, the Patriots have had a dominating defense; they put up uh, monster games on a weekly basis. But for some reason, I do like Sam Darnold as a GPP play this week, and I'm going to be pairing him with Jamison Crowder and not Robbie Anderson. I think Robbie Anderson is going to be locked up with the top corner there in um, in New England, Stephon Gilmore. So that's going to put me on Jamison Crowder. I like the Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, and Crowder um, stack just in case. Maybe we can see uh, a big game from all three of those plays. Maybe the, the Patriots are going to take the Jets a little softer than they think uh, than people think. But again, anybody on the Patriots we can play with. Dom, Tom Brady, James White, Sonny Michelle, um, the New England defense as well. 
If I have to pick between one of the running backs, I think this is going to be a Sonny, Mich- Sonny Michelle game. I think we're, we're going to finally we're going to see one of those games where we see Michelle score two or three times. This might be the way we see it. Everybody's going to be going James White because Michelle's kind of had a, a rough start of the game. This kind of has a feel of maybe a, a Michelle game, in my opinion. Give me the Patriots by a couple scores over the New, New York Jets. That'll do week seven. Hope you guys had a fantastic week. Hopefully you guys pull up the W's this week. Um, hopefully you didn't have any duds from last night's Broncos and Chiefs game. Plenty of duds out there. Lindsey was a dud. Obviously, if you have Patrick Mahomes, that was a dud because of injury. And uh, not really anything spectacular going on last night. So hopefully all your actions coming this weekend. If you've not followed us over on Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. Over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And as always, our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. We have our weekly and full season packages available for both DFS and season long. Our mastermind chat, plenty of great communication going on with that. If you've not checked us out, please give that a look. If you have trading questions, you have roster construction questions, maybe you want to get into DFS and you have questions about how that works, what kind of games you want to play, um, what are cash games, what are GPPs, all that great stuff. Uh, we can answer those questions within 24 hours. Your questions get answered and uh, keep that communication going back and forth. And those questions usually are answered within a couple hours. So we say 24 hours, but we definitely get those answered as quick as possible. And 100% of those questions get answered weekly, monthly, full season packs available for our mastermind chat. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. And we will talk to you next week. Let's dominate those leagues.